Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. Um, we're recording this on the one of the first days of January 2023 and uh, my guest is Ellen Meredith. So, First off, let me start by saying Happy New Year, Ellen. Happy New Year to you too. Have you had a wonderful holiday season and such like and full of joy and rapture? Um, no, I had a wonderful season of trying to let go of 2022 ah. and thinking of all the um, the new energies I wanted to invite in because um, it has been such a time for a lot of people of letting go of getting rid of old ways of doing things, old ways of thinking, and then also just shaking out the the stiffness from having been shut in for two or three years, as many of us were. Yes. So I spent the time um, in a lot of contemplation and thinking and writing and and just sort of slow time. It was lovely. And I think uh, people undervalue that, don't they? There's this sort of need for speed, this need for busy, this need to be always on. And I don't think, I don't think people appreciate this opportunity just to reflect and turn your phones off and the television and all the other other electronic gadgetry and just and just pause and think. Yeah, and I think right now we're really being asked to do that and and forced to do that um, by our own inner nature and by this sort of awakening that's happening sort of all over the planet mm -hmm. and also by the conflicts we're running into there's just a lot of change right now and yeah. everyone i know has been slammed by changes deaths and shifts in what they want to do and how they want to do it and um of course changes in politics and all of that stuff all around the yeah. world and so we're being forced to go inward to to reevaluate re and say well what's my part what what do i want to choose moment by moment by moment yeah. and what do i want to do with this instrument what do i want to do with this life given that i'm not dead right now and lots of people were in the last few years yeah. and and beyond that there is this i think rising yearning to know ourselves in a deeper way yeah and i think it's wonderful i think it's a very exciting um uh awakening or, or time of, of change, but it also means letting go of a lot of habits and um, ways of thinking and ways of being social that don't work anymore. Yes. And, and, I, like, and I like what you're saying here, because I think post-COVID, um, it is time to make changes. It's trying to do things differently, because actually, 
much of what we were doing pre-COVID wasn't working. And mental health was on the increase. There were people who were miserable, excess loneliness, all sorts of different sorts of real problems. So the idea that we just go back to doing what we were doing originally just doesn't seem to make much sense. I think it's Einstein that said, keep doing the same thing over and over again. Expecting right. a different result is just a sign of mad- madness. But but I'm conscious also of your lovely accent. And, and because what we haven't done is introduced you and said, where in the world are you and what it is that you do? <laughs> okay, well, I'm in California. Um, and I am a... Um, an energy medicine teacher, a conscious channel, um, a medical intuitive, and sort of general writer on issues of personal spiritual development. Okay, so you said three terms there. Good for you to unpack those. So <laughs> energy medicine, a conscious channel, and the yes. third one, which I didn't write that third medical one down, intuitive. so I've lost that one. <laughs> yeah, medical intuitive. That's yeah. it. So tell me about those. What, what, what do those things mean? Okay, well... Energy medicine is basically using energy um, to heal. And we're made of energy and we're fueled by energy. And just under the surface of our awareness, your body, mind, and spirit are constantly communicating using energy. So what I have worked with over the years is how do we work with this energetic communication system? And in fact, I wrote a book um, called the language your body speaks a couple years ago about that this this communication of our body mind and spirit is a language mm. and that's not a metaphor it literally is something that we can learn to participate in yeah. and speak mm-hmm. and um, we can influence our health and well-being we can influence what happens around us to a certain extent by getting you know learning to speak the lingo and um, so I've been writing on that topic. Um, my latest book is called Your Body Will Show You the Way. And it's about activating the inner guidance system that it's built into the body, mind, and spirit. And it's about accessing inner knowing and um, learning how to navigate change using energy tools. Yeah. And so energy medicine, I mean, maybe that was a long explanation. The body communicates using chemistry and energy. I'm yeah. on the energy yeah. side of things because your energy influences your chemistry, but your chemistry doesn't necessarily influence your energy. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's an emerging field, but it's been around for thousands and thousands of years in the form of acupuncture or yoga or qigong or tai chi. You know, there's lots and lots of different practices, Ayurveda, all of, there's yeah. many traditions that have used the energy communications of the body yeah. for yeah. healing and well-being. In fact, years ago, I was an, became an energy psychologist, so I get you. And um, I think a lot of people are, are put off by the concept because they think it's um, woo-woo or, or flakery or chicanery or some description. But actually, when you think about it, energy is, you know, if you go to the most me- mechanistic thing about the body, we are simply electrical circuits, hormones, and you know, um, processes working together. The thing right. that always gets people mithered somewhat is I they get the body, they get the mind, but it's the spiritual side of it. I think that that troubles people, doesn't it? So maybe you could say a little bit more about what you mean yeah. by that. Okay. Well, I mean, <clears throat> on on the most basic level, spirit is the thing that's in a live body that you don't see in a dead body. You know, if you see a corpse in front of you, you're not seeing a lot of spirit in there because the animation has gone. And 
so it is that I think of spirit as the life force, that yeah. that thing that animates us. And, you know, we use it in everyday terms. We talk about school spirit, rah, rah, you know, I'm for this team and not for that team. Um, it is that um, that feeling that rises in us when we are connecting with ourselves, with other people, with our larger purpose, if we feel we have a larger purpose, with yeah. that thing yeah. that floats your boat and that means nothing to the next person over. So I don't think that the skepticism is about spirit itself. I mean, or energy itself. Everybody yeah. will say, oh, I don't have any energy today and I want to go take a nap. You know, it's a rare person who says, well, there's no such thing as energy. There's fatigue, but there's no such thing as energy. Yeah. I mean, so I... I believe that what's really going on is a kind of blowback. We've we've been in a long period where of of what I call outside in thinking, where we look outside ourselves for authority. We want science to tell us the truth. We want religion to tell us the truth, but the religious leaders. We want these external forces to validate our truth. And we live in a culture that says objective reality is more real than our subjective reality. And that's out of balance. So what's shifting now is this rising awareness that there is a role to be played by inner knowing and inner awareness and and, and choices that come from within us or, or from our own experience rather than from some um, statistics about what's a good life and how you should live or what what's healthy and that something that's healthy for me might not be healthy for you yes. and and on and on so I think the skepticism comes from the fact that all of us whether we're part of spiritual work and this sort of renaissance of energy modalities or not all of us were brainwashed or or socialized to think that the outside in reality is more true, more accurate, more more correct than something that arises from our own experience or our own knowing. And so, I'm not going to get into a big debate. If that's what you believe, that's fine. Yeah. But we are out of balance and need to activate our ability to access our own inner wisdom. Because right now we're in an age where technology has enabled us to hear everyone's opinion. I mean, you know, with, with social media and Twitter and all that, that stuff, we're, we're bombarded by groupthink. And if we don't have that access to our inner wisdom, our inner knowing, our inner truth, moment by moment, then we're at the mercy of very charismatic, but not necessarily very balanced people. And there is a big move on the planet of authoritarian governments and people wanting to turn to authorities who will tell them what the right thing is, yes. including yes. science, including you know other forms of government, etc. And there's a counter move to say, no, people power, we need to wake up and jointly make these choices and decisions for our own um, mutual benefit. And so that's what my work is about, is about activating inner knowing and helping people find their own truth, their own, um, learn how to use the, the equipment because we don't teach our children how to use more than tiny percentage of this amazing body, mind, spirit equipment. And it's, it's really cool. It's really amazing uh, equipment. 
Okay. And it's so like the brain. Let, we use a small portion. Yeah, let me in. <laughs> now, I get all that, and I, I like all that, and that makes a lot of sense. And I like the way you're characterizing um, that logic of spirit being the inside, inner world and not the outer world. Because a lot of people characterize spirituality as being a, a, a Buddhist movement or a, a link to some relig religiosity. So I like the way you describe that. It makes an enormous amount of sense to me. Therefore, it makes sense that you know yourself better, so you know your inner world. You can decide who you are, how you are, how you're going to be, such like. So that all makes sense. Um, and then that makes sense of the statement you said earlier when you're talking about living your life against your own sort of purpose and where you go. And that gives you power and authority and agency over external people who are trying to inflict their views and social media. What was that lovely phrase you used about um, oh, the groupthink idea? That's a very clever, I, I really love that. I think that's very sensible. Um, so so we talked about that, that it is, okay, and then we've got a bunch of tools. So I'm guessing these are things that allow you both to become more aware of your inner world, but also be able to manage that inner world as well, to be able to to get it to do what you need it to do, is that right? Or to get it to cope and modernize, <clears throat> excuse me, in the modern world? Yes, absolutely. And what I'm interested in, I mean, energy medicine has lots and lots of tools for just shifting the the dynamic of energies that make you up. And it often it's a very healing thing. We, you know, we're so funny in our culture. We we believe that if, you know, if I have a headache, if I take a little white pill, I can get rid of the headache. Mm. Totally have no trouble believing that. But we have trouble believing that I can do an exercise or a, a yoga pose or this or that and get rid of the same headache. You know, it, it, it has to do with our culture and how we're raised. So energy medicine is lots of activities and tools that allow you to influence the energetic exchanges in your body and also between body, mind and spirit. It's not just inside the body. Um, and we can learn what's needed by learning to um, let the body show us what's needed. And, you know, what What I, I always like to say is that symptoms are the body speaking to you. You know, when, when we have a symptom, your body is telling you you need something. When you feel hungry, your body is saying, hey, you know, I need something. Often it's food. But for me, if I feel hungry, I have to stop and say, well, am I hungry or am I tired? Because hungry and tired somehow feel the same to me. Mm. And if I just eat every time I'm tired, I overeat. Yes. And and so we all have to learn how to communicate, you know, how your body is communicating with you and how to respond appropriately. And in our culture, we are pretty clueless about that. For example, most of us, if we're tired, we think, oh, I better have some coffee. <laughs> You know, and adding a stimulant to fatigue doesn't address, am I fatigued because I'm not, I'm understimulated? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not loving what I'm doing right now. So I've run out, I'm not fueling this activity. Sure. Am I fatigued because there's too much on my plate? I'm trying to um, concentrate on too many things. Am I fatigued because I've actually used up my available energy and I need to rest? Am I fatigued because I'm really bored? You know, we have to be able to parse these um, communications to understand them because we, uh, most of us weren't raised to, to um, dialogue with our own being in any kind of detail. And when you do learn to do it, it's very useful. I mean, the other day I was really tired and I, I tuned in and I realized, oh, there's too much iron in my blood. And because I've been doing this for 40 years, 
you know, I know how to do that. And I called my doctor and said, hey, can I get a blood test? And sure enough, my, my iron was too high. And then I know some things that I can do to adjust that. Um, and that's the kind of work we want to learn how to do with ourselves that we can find out what we need and how to make adjustments to, to live a healthier, more effective life in this instrument. Is, is, is a lot of your methodology about simplifying life, about simplifying thoughts, calming, meditating, using no, yoga, not, those sorts no, of things? No, not particularly. Systems? I mean, I come from a background of creative writing so I um, and, and other things, but writing in particular. And um, I really believe that what's needed isn't always calming. What's needed isn't always meditation. Sometimes what we need is just to, you know, create something big and bold. Sometimes what we need is to um, call in sick for a week and do something else or call in well and do something else. What we need runs the whole gamut of possibilities. So it isn't about always apply this technique when you feel bad. It's about attunement to what your, your body, mind and spirit are asking of you. Yeah. And making different choices moment by moment by moment. And I was listening to a podcast um, the other day, and the woman was talking about um, the micro choices we make all day long. You know, do I pick up my cell phone or do I look out the window? Do I stretch my body or do I burrow into my email, et cetera? And we make these micro choices all day long. Do I just stuff something into my mouth or do I stop to say, well, what am I truly hungry for in this moment? What, what food substance is my body asking for in this moment? And so I believe that, um, that, that this is an awakening. It's, it's an awareness um, training to really get more precise of what you need. And most of us, you know, we spend eight, 10, 12 hours doing our work activity. Mm -hmm. And some of us are passionate about our work and that's wonderful, but we're not listening to all the things our body might be asking for throughout the day that make us more efficient and more effective and more passionate in each thing we do. So, um, so energy medicine, yeah, I've got exercises where, you know, maybe put your hand on your heart and put your other hand on your solar plexus, cross your ankles and breathe in through your nose on a count of three and out on a count of five. You know, I've got those kinds of exercises and try that sometime because it's a wonderful one that brings you home to yourself. But if I don't, but there may be other exercises that I need for other things. If what I need is release, then why do I do an exercise to come home to myself? Mm. You know, I need to know an exercise for release. Exactly. So what I'm teaching people to do is to recognize in a moment what's needed. Is it a buildup? Is it a release? Is it a connection? Is it a disconnection? Is it a bigger picture? Is it a smaller picture? What is it we need next and that we can make our micro choices about that lead us to a more engaged way of living? our lives moment by moment and, and you're and you're saying that the body knows the issue but not the solution or you're saying that the body knows the issue and can guide you towards the solution both both i mean the body is a kind of um receiver it's a it's an array of of energetic um wiring that is a great receiver for cosmic guidance if you believe in it or just ancestral guidance if you believe in that or just your own experience bank 
if if that's where you want to go with with who's guiding you um, from within. But if we don't activate that array and know how to um, receive and understand the signals, then we don't signal back appropriately. And so sometimes the body shows me what it needs, and then it's trial and error what the real solution would be. And other times the body shows me in quite great detail what I need to do, you know? Yeah. So, so is the, is in a sense, the new book, your body will show you the way, is it like a handbook in a sense, or is it more of the sort of theory behind the idea? What, what, what's the, what's the purpose of the book? It's more, it has lots of activities and explorations. In fact, I have whole segments called play with it, where I present a concept or, or a, an approach and then I suggest a way to play around with it and explore right. for yourself how to use it or what your truth is. I also include some core energy exercises that, you know, I've been doing this work for almost 40 years. So I got a lot of um, experience. I've worked with oh, over 10,000 people to see how does this work with different people? What's what's the effect of, of doing this, this, and this together? So I offer some exercises. I do offer frameworks for thinking about and understanding um, change. And in particular, um, there's kind of six areas I talk about working with um, in, in order to um, handle change, not just handle change more effectively, but evolve yourself to be more resilient within change. Yeah. And I can tell you a little about those six areas or people can just Please read do. the book and find out. Give Should us I? give us a give us an um give us a taster. Okay, a taste. Okay. So one of the areas is what I call gatekeeping. And the gatekeeper keeps the gates of self. It says this is me, this is not me. This can come in, this has to stay out. This is safe, this is not safe. In other words, your immune system. Yeah. But it, it's your emotional, energetic, physical, spiritual, and you know, on all levels, immune system. Mm -hmm. So how do you work with your gatekeeper to be less binary, less reactive, less us versus them, and more inclusive or embracing uh, more complex uh, kinds of connections? Because that's what we're being asked to do in our world. So that's one area. Grounding. People talk about grounding and they think about sending roots down. But I really go more deeply into, well, grounding has the aspect of anchoring. What do we anchor to? Has the aspect of getting nourishment. The roots pull up nourishment. It has the aspect of centering. How do I come into the center so that I can function in my instrument? And then it has the um, aspect, what's the fourth one that's escaping my mind. Anyway, there's a fourth one. Um, oh, grounding, which is like a grounding wire, which is about releasing the energy that's too much. So it doesn't back up in the system. Those are all parts of grounding that we don't usually think about when we do exercises to put roots in the ground and imagine ourselves as a tree. So I talk about how do you evolve ways of grounding in a more spherical consciousness in a more in an in a more global uh, context. Yeah. And I talk about, um, uh, let me see, what are some, let me, just give me a second. I gotta go to my notes to remember what the others are because it's, um, No, it's anyway. okay. So, so what you're saying is in the book, there's, there's these, um, <clears throat> there are all these, in a sense, what you're trying to show is patterns, aren't you? You're sort of saying, here's, here's, here's a thing. And instead of it being this traditional pattern through which you look at the, the the resolution of that thing, there are different ways of looking at it. And there are different, like a kaleidoscope, you're sort of shaking that kaleidoscope. 
So that makes a right. lot of sense to me. Yeah. So right. who, who was the book written for? Who, who did you have in mind when you wrote it? Well, I tried to write it, and this was a good challenge. I tried to write it so it's accessible to both beginners and mm -hmm. very advanced energy medicine practitioners, you know, people who've been doing yoga for 40 years or whatever. Um, and I've written it in such a way that it's readable, like a novel would be readable. And yet you can stop and do exercises or explorations on your own. I have some uh, a feature called guided visits where I take people in into each of the meridian streams, for example, to explore what that energy stream is like and how you can influence it from the inside. And I've provided actually MP3 recordings as well that you can download to do those so you don't have to, to read it and think at the same time. Um, but I've also given people who like to think theoretically a framework for um, thinking differently about change and about, about what this time of change is about this shift from um, outside in thinking to inside out um, navigating of yes. our lives. So yeah, it, I, it's I, got I, something I, for everybody. Where were your sort of key influences? Who, was, who were the people that influenced you, you and your thinking? Well, absolutely Donna Eden, who is a pioneer of energy medicine, and she wrote a book called Energy Medicine. And um, I discovered her work, uh, oh, 15 years ago and studied with her and have been teaching in her system. Um, but I was originally trained by my inner teachers. And um, meaning, and when I said I'm a conscious channel, you know, that's that's pretty woo-woo, but I and I'm from Michigan where we don't believe in those things, but You're I was California awakened. California now, so you're okay. Yeah, 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 I moved to California where they do believe in those things. But um, I was um, approached by my grandmother who was dead with a message. And I thought, well, this is really cool. I imagine grandma. And she said, you know, she basically guided me to recognize that I had access to inner training. And sure enough, very shortly after that, my my what I call my counsels, my inner teachers started speaking to me and showing me things and explaining concepts and having my whole my whole life was the workshop where I, I learned uh, learned to understand um, energetic concepts and, and healing and all kinds of things like that. And so they're a big influence on me still. I've been in training with my inner teachers for 50 years. Mm -hmm. And it is about how do you activate your own inner guidance? Everyone has it. Everyone yeah. has counsels, has inner wisdom in, and access to their own um, kind of the sources of who they are. And so I've spent most of my career helping people learn how to access that, how to yeah. how to yeah. tune in. So, and, you know, yeah. you're talking about it as if it's woo-woo, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's a metaphor for the way we, we learn and access our experience and such like. And, you know, I'm completely fine with that. So um, if people want to get hold of the book, what's it called? Where can they find it? Okay, it's called Your Body Will Show You the Way. And you can find it at any bookstore. It's on Amazon. It's on, um, well, it's on every bookstore, basically. So all you have to do, you can go to my website, ellenmeredith.com. And I've got linked to several different bookstores that, that um, make it easier to find. Brilliant. And um, I've just bought a copy myself, so I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, oh, I know I shouldn't do that one during the podcast, but you made it sound so interesting that I couldn't resist it. So it's on special offer at the moment. Just let everybody know. So um, quick cough there. Um, Ellen's been lovely. Um, so remind us one last time, the name of your website, the name of the book, where we can find it. 
Okay, my website is ellenmeredith.com, and I'll spell that E-L-L-E-N-M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H.com. And the name of the book is Your Body Will Show You the Way. Brilliant. Fantastic. It's been a joy to talk to you today, and uh, I wish you well in all you do. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And it's really nice to hear this subject, which can go off into all sorts of flights of bizarreness, just very grounded and very practical. So I've thoroughly enjoyed that. So thank you for spending time. Well, thank you, Russell. It's been lovely speaking with you. And you. You take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.